Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. On this week's Big Tech Show, when will cars safely drive themselves on our streets? And who in Ireland is providing the technology to help them do that? We talk to one of the country's biggest automotive autonomy entrepreneurs. I have BMW Drive Assist in my own vehicle and it is much, much safer because we are all prone to distraction, especially when we're on the motorway from Limerick to Dublin, for example. We've all been there where you actually forgot a whole section of the road. So I would say if you take it from a safety perspective and it does allow you to kind of relax. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. They were O'Driscoll, Morgan, extra man, it's Fitzgerald, oh Fitzgerald is coming back inside! Leicester have another! Darcy, O'Driscoll through the legs, Rob Carney, out to Fitzgerald again, step and score! Hello and welcome to the Left Wing Independent.ie's rugby podcast. I'm Will Slattery. Delighted to be joined in studio for our special schools rugby preview by Luke Fitzgerald and Irish Independent rugby columnist Tony Ward. Tony, thanks for coming in. Pleasure, Will. A very exciting time of year. The Schools Cup competition is getting back underway. But for you, I guess, very tough as well. You have this big bumper supplement in Saturday's paper coming up. I, I, how long do you actually spend putting all this together? Yeah, I'm bleary. I'd actually dread it every year, to be honest, when I know it's coming. I, st- I usually start in early December when the draw is made um, and then send out to all the schools. But I've got to know them all so well at this stage. They know it's coming and they usually have it ready for me. So um, the info comes in fairly hot and out. But it's in, it's in place and we're ready to rock and roll. Yeah, look, I know from part of your time when you were in school, it is a big moment for the young players when they do get to see their names and the previews and stuff like that. It's a, it is a massive moment, Will. Um, you know, I think it's your, probably your first taste of... Um, I suppose being in the media a little bit, you know, I remember being a bit shocked. I was in second year and seeing your name in the paper or whatever. And it was, yeah, it's a good feeling, you know, it's a big mm-hmm. boost. And it's all usually fairly positive as well. Um, you know, you, you like a, a negative one, I think, would be <laughs> fairly much in, in bad taste at that time. But it is a big moment in your career. And I think it's kind of reflective of how big the, rugby, the, the school's rugby has gotten, you know. Uh, I just think it's fantastic. It's a great, uh, I suppose theatre to, to showcase the skills and all the hard work that's gone in uh, over the course of the year. Exactly, Tony. Like, there's a lot of focus and coverage every year, um, but I guess that's down to the fact that the players on show are going to be the next generation of Irish rugby stars. Like Even this year, you see someone like Scott Penny, who we saw play you know, la- last spring, you know, already making a senior debut for Leinster. It really is getting to the stage where the players are coming in even quicker and quicker, aren't they? Yeah, I, I mean, Luke's bang on. It, it was always big, but it's got bigger and bigger, and so have the players. Uh, and they are now ready to go straight into um, not just the club game, but into the provincial game, into the professional, uh, into the professional era and the professional game. Um, the standard two, y- you know, the, there's two arguments. Like when Luke and I would have been playing, and I go back a long way further <laughs> than Lukey, obviously, but um, it would have been down to the priests and the brothers, priests and schools in mm. where we went. He, he was Rock and I was Mary, so we were both spiritin' as they're called now. But obviously with the fall-off in vocations, it's changed now where a lot of the coaches have to come in from outside. Um, now there's two sides to that coin. Um, they bring different values that aren't always the best, but the quality of coaching 
and in every respect, strength and conditioning, nutrition, everything is top-notch now. So it's little wonder that the players are ready to go straight into the pro game, as I say, when they come out. And another kind of thing that I think goes under the radar is uh, just changing Donnybrook to a 4G pitch. You know, you remember some of the mud baths <laughs> yeah, and, the, an and the sandboxes yeah, yeah. that used to be played on. <laughs> but now, like, it's always running rugby. You can play on it. And the skill level, I think, has boomed exponentially as well. Yeah, it has. Like, look, I think our game as well. I mean, Antony be very well placed to to I suppose have a view on this one. But I, I like, I think the game has gotten quicker generally as well. It's gotten cleaner. You know, as people are actually doing this as a job, you have more time to hone all the skills. There's better athletes, and I think that's probably been transferred down to the schools. And I think that's probably why we're seeing. Because I would have a view, Tony. I'm sure you probably feel the same that some of the coaching from the brothers and and, and some of the people on vocation in the schools was actually brilliant, you know, and they set the foundations for what was, you know, I mean, I, I would think actually the balance between players coming out of school and coming into, you know, play at the top level in rugby, it's probably actually near, I wouldn't say it's evened out, I still think it's fairly heavily weighted towards the schools, but I think it's, there's there's people coming from elsewhere, your Tyke Furlongs, your Sean O'Briens, these guys, so like I think it's balanced, it's balanced a little bit, um, but I think there's still there was always brilliant coaching, and I would say nearly even more heavily weighted back in when, when you were playing Tony towards schools players. Yeah, no, no, I, I go along with all that. But I have to say, I'm delighted. The one thing uh, that that I take a bit of a, uh, I, I get annoyed myself is that I'm often accused of going overly so in terms of what you're talking about in terms of the schools game. But the reason I do it is because I've been involved in the, in the game at every level possible from player right up to as I am now director of rugby coaching the, the whole shebang. Um, but certainly when I see now clubs with underage youth rugby and it's spreading more and more, particularly in the city. Yeah. And it means that lads from clubs, from schools that aren't traditional rugby schools are now getting the opportunity to play the game. And that's how it has to be. Mm. It should never have been any different, but the fact is it was. It was a class game, particularly in the metropolis. That's changing, and that is for the better. That said, the quality of players still coming out are absolutely phenomenal. Um, it's why Leinster are what they are at this point in time. And when I see the conveyor belt, honestly, the talent coming through is scary mm. at the moment and what's ahead. And is there anyone in particular in this year's tournament that people should be looking out for? Are there a couple of names you could give us to, to have an eye? Keep well, I could. It's probably unfair, Will, to actually pick them out. I mean, you've been watching. I know how close mm. you are as well. Okay, if I was to take one, I'm probably being a little bit unfair to him. Young Cosgrave for Michaels really does stand out because he, he's been like that since second year. And there are certain guys that you pick out and Chris Cosgrave. And you just know that they're going to really... Um, stamp their market and he's coming through now he's on the Ireland under 18 side he's on the 7 side and he is really an emerging talent and it's probably unfair for me as mm. I said to pick him out but as Luke said it's the great opportunity that you're in the media you know the, the words he used and that's not why they do it mm. but they are on that wonderful stage that is Energy of Park, as it's called now, and the quality of the ground. I tell you one thing, you get found out now if you're not prepared. Mm. Like years mm. past, when you woke up in the morning and you were playing rock, for example, and it was a nasty day, you <coughs> knew you might get away with it to some degree on the scoreboard. Not anymore with the wonderful facility that is Donnybrook. Mm. And <coughs> the Senior Cup kicks off this Sunday, St. Mary's versus Tarnier. Um Overall now, who would be the team to watch? Is it the usual suspects? It is, unfortunately. Um, and I mean that in the best way possible. It, it's Rock and Michaels again. 
you know, for the last number of years at junior, they've dominated. They're very good this year. The, the games have gone each way so far. They met in the Methody 150th uh, celebration uh, of the anniversary of the school early in the season. And um, Michael's beat Rock in the final of that and beat them well. Um, they've played since in the uh, fixture, which you would have played in your time with just before Christmas where Michaels and Rock meet. That was down in Michaels and Rock won that. Even though there was only three points in it, they deserved to win that game. So you could argue it's 50-50. Um, push comes to shove. I think Rock are favourites again. Nothing changes there. Uh, Michaels look next. Clongos, you never know. They play their cards very close to their chest. Um, they're hidden way down <laughs> down there in Clane, aren't they? You never know what's up. We were always very suspicious of them too, Tony, back in the day. That's <laughs> so different, Luke. They're the same. You just don't know what's coming, but you know they're going to be very competitive. And what's their form been like during the year, Tony? Have they been uh, solid enough? It's been, yeah, it has, and they haven't denied that. So mm. it means that they've got a half-decent side. Mm -hmm. Belvedere will always be there or thereabouts. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Turnier Marys game, whoever comes out of that should get a decent rattle at it. But um, Turnier will be favourites for that, even though they drew 7-0 when they met. And is that, that's probably the pick of the bunch, really. In That's the, the opener. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, well, I mean, they're always, I mean, you know yourself, Will. It's, I suppose it's the bit of camaraderie going into those big games in the school. Everyone's out. Some, there'll be some past pupils there. And, like, the, the rivalries are fantastic, you know. And, it, and the great thing is you meet up with all these people afterwards or you play with them afterwards in different clubs, whatever it may be. And it's all forgotten about, but just some great stories to tell, you know. That's what I always, that's my, one of my last Yeah, like the occasions are great. The rivals mm. reads re, re are brilliant, sorry. And you can be a bit sentimental about it, but the rugby is bloody good as well. Like, that's, let's not lose sight of that as well. Like, uh, everything you said is true, but as Tony said, the skill level has boomed. Like, I, I didn't leave school too long ago, but even since then, the skill level has just gotten so much better, I feel. It's the passing. The, the, they're, they're running, like, intricate backline moves, you know, taking their cue from Joe Schmidt, like, the, the lovely ones back inside mm -hmm. where Rob Carney would go in against Tremont. Like, the, the school's backlines are running those, like, really, really, you know, sophisticatedly now. Well, I think as well, and Tony would be able to, to be very well positioned for this, having, you know, coaching and being a director of rugby um, in, in St. Gerard's. But, like, I think as well, like, the quality of rugby in Ireland has gotten better, mm -hmm. you know? And I think what I'm seeing, really, is the transfer of the skills down. Um, and better, like, it's one of the big things you always think about when you're, when you get a good coach in, you always wonder, you worry, you're like, oh, you know, if we lose coach, so Joe Schmidt's going out at the end of the year. But has he transferred that down? Is he going to have a lasting impact? And for me, that's the real test. Can you have a real lasting, someone as good as him, you need to be able to get as much information, you have to be a sponge around something like that. And that's, that's really what I'm seeing. I, well, my own view from the limited amount that I, I only really see that, that when it comes around to cup time, Will, but... Uh, that's what I think, Tony. Yeah. Are you seeing his the transfer? Absolutely. His enthusiasm is ooze again. <laughs> can I just add that Joe takes as much interest mm. in the school's game, I can tell you. He, he really watches it very, very closely. His own lad, Tim, played for Turin York. That's right. You know, yeah, scrum yeah, but not yeah. just that. He's genuinely interested in what's coming too. Mm. But just to develop your point as well, in Saturday's supplement, I do it every year now, I go down the road of, with four former uh, players, international mm. legends of the game, and the four this year, like you, their enthusiasm again and the passion mm. they have for it oozed out. It's uh, Dars oh, uh, yeah. representing Leinster. But Dars was the the best ever, wasn't he? He was the well, goat, as they say. say. Yeah. <laughs> for, for me, Rob is probably, perhaps, arguably the greatest fullback we've ever had. But at schools level, Dars was that. He was uh, a Dars was a joke. Wasn't he? He, he was ready he was for phenomenal. international straight he, away. He yeah. was. Phenomenal. He just couldn't pick the right boots, oh. the poor lad. <laughs> 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 but you have Dars, you have Tommy Bow, you have uh, Fla, 
Jerry Flannery and Merv Murphy did it for me as well. They oh, represent the four Merv, provinces. Great guy, yeah. But like the, you, when <clears> you see the piece on Saturday, their <clears> passion <throat> just oozes out in it because it meant so much to them. And as Tommy, it did was to Tommy you, Arma, to is that right? He was Arma. Um, Tommy? Tommy, yeah. yeah. Oh, was, that, that was kind of, I think when he was growing, when like at that stage, they were maybe a bit of a coming force, a fairly settled force now up in Ulster, but I think they weren't always traditionally a rugby school. Am I right? No, they have. No, no, early on they did well and they won a cup many, many years ago with Brian McCall there, but um, oh, really? Gareth Steenson would have been there in oh, Tommy's the, time. The scrum, the the half, half sorry, in, sorry, yeah, yeah, very in good. Exeter, yeah. yeah, yeah. He would have been there. Mm. No, no, Royal School of Armagh were good. Um, uh, Marvin Murphy was in uh, Garbally and um, who's the other one? Flow was Mungins. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. And mm. just looking back towards the Leinster competition, Tony, like it, St. Michael's have become such a ridiculous conveyor belt, you know, I think there's close to 15 players in the squad, you know, across academy and senior squad. But I think people maybe who don't follow the tournament too closely might be surprised, you know, they haven't actually really won that much, you know, despite producing so much players. Like, why do you think that is, that despite having so much talent, they haven't won that many cups? I don't know, I'd say they're asking that question themselves <laughs> in a serious way. And to be the facilities they have now in Michael's are phenomenal with the pitches and everything that they've, they've put in place. Uh, and to be fair, on Tim Keller's watch, they really have become a very, very strong force. Uh, but I agree. I think they've two, two senior cup wins so far. Now, they're always knocking on the door. They're, they're about, last year was a case in point. Yeah. I mean, we thought they were into the final last year against Rock and they blew it against Belvo in the final minutes. But a uh, little touch of cockiness on that day, I have to say, and they regretted that. But they, they took off the, the five guys yeah, they're kind of preparing yeah. them for the final. They were 16 yeah. points up with 10 minutes to go. Yeah. No, they <laughs> and blew lost by point. In yeah. a big way. In a big way. Uh, and, it's, and it's, isn't it crazy though? Where, like everyone's like, I think at the time the poor coach, like it's a school's game. The yeah. coach is getting absolutely hounded. Oh, like, yeah. But like that's the passion like that's in the game. That is yeah. the passion. Like people are, you know, there's past pupils. There's everyone caught. You know, like I, I think did, did I think there was parents writing in going that was an absolute disgrace. Like this kind of stuff. You know. Yeah. Well, like, but that's what, that's what it yeah, evokes. What's your though? memories when you were playing? You know, in those big games for Black Rock. You know, you you would have been the star of the team. There would have been a lot of pressure on the uh, team uh, to uh, deliver. Can I say he was? Mark <laughs> did you feel? I like, thought it was too. Do you feel any pressure no. or were you just like, this is my time? Do you know what it was? I actually, we, I absolutely loved it. I really felt a lot, a lot of pressure. I remember coming in, um, in second year, I was playing 10 yeah. on the junior cup team and that was a bit of pressure. With the scrum cap, Luke. <laughs> With the scrum cap. I only got rid of that, Tony. I <laughs> yeah. had to shelve that when I got into the articles. Do you know what I mean? Um, no, but on a serious note, I was, uh, and then when I was in fourth year playing as well, because we were playing against, I remember playing against Rob Carney in fourth year and he was obviously a superstar at the time and a brilliant player uh, already at that stage. So uh, there were a few times where I was a bit nervous, um, but once I played it once or twice, I kind of felt I relaxed into it a bit more. And then the other time, like the, in my final year in school, I was coming back from an injury. I think I played against Terenure, but I had a very bad shoulder, uh, like I had a, a compound fracture in my collarbone. So I was kind of just surviving. And then we got to the final and I, I, that was a really strong team. We had lots of, like, I mean, we had Niall Morris there who went on to play for Leicester, Vasily Asamiev, yeah, who was a freak oh, of an athlete gee. at the time. The, the yeah. back three was mm. Luke, Vasi and uh, Mark. And we had, uh, and oh, sorry, Niall Morris. Niall, or Morris. Niall, Morris. Niall Morris, a brilliant Niall Morris. rugby player. Like, I mean, yeah. absolutely class. Yeah. Um, and then we had Aidan Wynne who went on to play for Connacht in the centre. We had, uh, Ian Madigan was on the bench that year. He, mm. he, I think he was actually quite sick, but there's a lovely player in front of him, Dara Fitzpatrick. 
Dave Moore went on to play for Connacht and Harlequins. Like we had a great team, so I didn't really feel much pressure that time. I have to say, it's funny the battles you would have had against some of your future teammates. Like you would have played Johnny Sexton, Rob Carney, Keen Healy over the years. Like yeah. uh, so, you know, great rivalries with them, and then you go in and you're playing with them like full time. That must be a bit of a funny. But that's twist. The, it, that's exactly what I was saying earlier on. Like I mean, it's the we have we still have great crack. Like I think Keen Healy put up here. He was he had some. He must have been in some memory. Like he, he found a ticket for a Leinster school. Remember you used to get those a little the yellow tickets, tickets for six yeah. quid or whatever. But he put up a photo of it on Instagram saying, oh, you know, throwback Thursday or whatever it is. And I said, yeah, at least you mustn't have got much use for that. Uh, you know, you Belleville lads only probably got one or two trips to Donnybrook <laughs> or whatever. But straight away, like a bit of crack between us. We still have great memories. Like even he, like, I mean, that, the, the team that beat, I lost the final in 2005, but Owen O'Malley was on that team. Ian Keatley was on that team. Paul O'Donoghue, there was Keen Healy. Like all these great players uh, Carl Pendra uh, yeah. uh, Carl Pendra was yeah, playing second yeah. row as well so like there was all these great characters that you come across and you meet all, like at all these you know, you know you'd be at weddings or whatever and you, you have a great laugh about it with. and to me that's the real that's the really important part is actually yeah we had great fun training with all your best friends from school trying to achieve this great thing at the end of the year and it's a really hard thing to achieve because everyone it means so much to everyone but and there is a bit of pressure involved but I really think that's good for you I think afterwards is the key part. It's the friendships that you make and the lasting kind of bonds. And that's, again, that's what our game is about. Tony, well, do you think, is any of the camaraderie like that Luke, that Luke outlined lost with the way, how, how kind of professional it has become? You say the facilities are so good, the the trainer doing, does, does that kind of lessen any of that, that kind of enjoyment? No, not at all. Um, the, uh, like, uh, t- two very quick points, j- just on it. Luke is right. It, it's the thrill of playing in, in Donnybrook, in front of your peers, your family, your class friends, everything. It's a huge thrill. And when you see that when you're in first and second year, you just aspire to wanting to be out there when you get into fourth, fifth or sixth year, as you know as well. And can I say as well, Will and I are both ex-berries. And, uh, <laughs> For your sins, and, lads. <laughs> I used to have, but this might sound ridiculous, but it's a tradition that I think d- died down in the end, was... Um, uh, Fanagans, the funeral undertakers, they were very involved in in Mary's, and one of the traditions they burying had back your in cup the day, hopes every year. Uh, <laughs> not quite, <laughs> often, but not all the time. Sorry, um, Tony, but that. certainly, um, what, what we used to again when I say aspire to, you know, really want mm. to get to the day when you were on the senior cup team, and when you were leaving the school to go down to Donnybrook, you were collected in one of the limos. The Fanagans limos would come in oh, really? and everyone would stand at the gate and clap you out. And it was such yeah. a thrill. Now, that might sound ridiculous, mm. but there are memories that stay with you for life. 100%. And the same thing at Black Rock. You know, you have the big... Like, everyone comes back to the school afterwards. You have a bit of a sing-song. You have a bit of grub. Uh, if you win, you all walk back up kind of the, the, the school laneway together. It's like a, bit, a, a kind of a tradition. And all the lads that have you up on the shoulders, it is great fun. It's like, look, people outside the schools, I always think there's a kind of an element where they kind of think, oh, it's kind of elitist. And look, I, I, I can see, you know, when it's private schools, you're always going to be fighting against that. But all the people that I came across during the school, all the coaches, all the other schools, all very good memories to have, only really positive things. And again, you know, it was great fun hanging around together and, and working hard together, trying to get the best out of yourself with all the training. And I know people are kind of worried about all the training and where it takes you, but I think as long as it's done in the right spirit, it's great to be able to get the best out of yourself, Will. I mean, that's all that's all you want for, for people is to say, well, look, we provided all this, you have all the information, now let's go and try and achieve, get the best out of yourself. And that's what you want from an educational standpoint as well, I think. Like and I think the two are very they're they're inextricably linked for me is getting the best out of yourself and both. I didn't achieve it myself, 
will, unfortunately. <laughs> but I do think Tip if I was sending one. my no, but if I was sending my own kids there, like I think, like you know, to be a, to be healthy, to be able to be you know produce the best out of yourself in sports, it should really add to the rest of your life as well. To be able to be healthy, to understand how you train and all that kind of stuff, and, yeah, to, and to be, be part fair, of a team. Absolutely, and, and Rock is not a rugby institution; it's an educational institution. Mm. And Alan McGinty's at pains to point that out, and rightly so. And yeah. that, that's what you experienced when you were there as well. Rugby's important. I certainly did. I just didn't. Uh, I, I wasn't great at applying myself. Myself and Alan, like for his sins, the poor man. I had the I had him run ragged in there in my final year, but. Look, I think as well, like, and, and all the schools I've come across, you know, um, like the big, they are, the, the key thing is the educational part. But I think it's a great part to have alongside it, you know. Again, as I said, to understand how you're, how, how to be healthy, how to be part of a team. Mensana incorporates <laughs> Oh, I can't speak Latin as well as you, Tony. From I did Latin all the way at the third year as well. Can you believe that? I, can't, I didn't understand a word of that. But I think the key part is, it's a holistic view and it's part of the journey that you go on in school. And I think it's great for even for people who aren't involved to be part of the school, going to the games, cheering each other on. And Tony, just before we wrap up, uh, can you give us maybe a flavour of what to expect in the supplement on Saturday? Yeah, well, it's, it's the usual. It's a background into uh, every squad and, and the coaches are very good. They, they give me a lot of information. And what I ask them as well is, you know, if they can give me any links with parents, with relatives who may have played in years past. And one thing you find, I also ask them, you know, are, are guys involved in any other sports? And it's fascinating when you actually read the number of different sports. That, and that's how it should be. As a director of rugby myself, I encourage all my kids to try and play other sports when they're outside. The obvious ones being Gaelic football and hurling during the mm. um, summer season when they're not playing rugby, that type of thing. So, the, the, you know, there's those aspects as well. The one school I featured uh, this time is Temple Carrick, which is, an, I, t I pick a school out every year, a, 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 an emergent school in general. Um, although, it was Bandon last year. Bandon have a long history and tradition, but they've become very, very strong in recent years. The Toulouse coach was That's there. That's right, yeah. So I couldn't think stuff. of the connection. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, but Temple Carrick is a very new school. It's only about five years in existence in, in Greystones. And I think it's going to be a force in years to come. Um, be, uh, kind of taken over from St. David's and Greystones and certainly uh, probably East Glendalough as well. And it's going to challenge the so-called biggies in Wicklow St. Gerard's, mm -hmm. my own school, and Presbury. Uh, Interesting, because so there's a big lot of population kind of going out there. There's a lot, everyone knows, you know, like Greystones, there's so many housing out, so you'd like to think that, and I think it's a lot of young families out there as well. I have, one of my cousins actually has a, has a group of kids out there as well, so interesting enough to see you think that they have a, they could have a big future there but like the, the population is moving out that way Tony yeah. isn't yeah. it and they've already Luke uh, their senior team this year they're only in fifth year they're mm. not even up to sixth year yet at this stage and the senior team this year two years ago won the Father Godfrey Cup at the first go and has qualified for the main Brilliant. competition Great. that's some achievement yeah. without going through an emerging or a development cup mm. to get to that stage and they're already in the semi-final of the Vinnie Murray so they could conceivably one game away from the first round is yeah, it? exactly yeah. they're, they're one game away from and and the first round this year qualifier one is playing qualifier two Could be a quarter final so yeah. exactly exactly that's the point that'd be some story yeah well it's yeah. Greystones is a very strong mini rugby team yeah. like there's we all I mean I remember when Leinster you always go down to the summer camps you know to the kids will uh, but Greystones always very very strong huge turnout and you expect that to get stronger as well the more people shift out that way because it's harder to, to, to buy a house in town so. That's great, yeah. That's good to hear a new name in the in, in the mix there, you know. And just before we let you go, Tony, uh, predictions for the Senior and Junior Cup this year? I, I find it very hard uh, to look beyond Rock, I have to say. Um, I, th I think it's Rock Michaels in both, but 
That said, because it's a rolling draw now, like in years past, you knew from very, you could plot your your course virtually right through to the final because you knew you were playing, as you know, in the yeah. quarter semi. That's gone now. And the fact that it's the rolling draw after each round adds a, a, you know, a lot of spice to it and you don't know who's going to be meeting who. If they avoid each other, I, I just think they're they're at another level at this point in time. And I hope I'm very wrong and I am hope I'm meeting loads of humble pie and somebody else completely wins both competitions. Well, Tony, thanks so much for coming in and we're looking forward to the supplement this weekend. Thanks, Will. That's all we have time for on the left wing this week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another great podcast previewing the 2019 Six Nations. And in the meantime, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud or listen on independent.ie. So until next week, thank you so much for listening and goodbye.